The Last Word with Matt Cooper. And so let's turn to the FAI Cup final this weekend, which is about to get its biggest attendance in living memory. David Snaid from the 42.ie is with us. So what's the expectation of the turnout for St. Patrick's Athletic and Bohemians at the Aviva Stadium at three o'clock this Sunday? Afternoon, Matt. Yeah, well, I suppose it's been steadily, it's, well, say steadily built, building. As soon as the tickets went on sale, there was a, a, a huge flurry. And the record goes back to 1945 between Shamrock Rovers and Bohemians. And I think that was at 41,238. And I think as of a couple of days ago, they were, they were nearing that number, you know. And I know speaking to people within the, the FAI, they are hopeful. Um, Always, it's always the way. Like the weather can play, can still play a big part with just you know the, the kind of literally the fair weather fan. But um, either way, it's just going to be gearing up to be just a raucous occasion. Where are all these fans coming from? Because what sort of crowds would Bowes and Pats be getting a present during the league campaign? Well, see, this is it. It's a kind of the cup final in a sense. It's always the kind of standout game. It's always the showpiece game that a lot of people would would look to who maybe have that fleeting interest, but. Especially, even not just with Shamrock Rovers who've won the league and they've added a new stand and are going to have a capacity beyond 10,000 for next season. But Bowles, um, Bowles and, and Pats over the last while, their attendances have just shot through the roof in terms of the work that's been, do- been done in the community. Obviously, with Bohemians over the last couple of years, like the fact that some of the stadium can't be used and obviously it's in the process of, of getting um, it's getting in the process of getting knocked down and they're going to have that new stadium but the work that's gone on from both clubs in terms of, of communities and really feet on the ground you know like the, the, the stuff it's actually been incredible like there's been occasions where Pats have had over three and a half thousand against UCD on a Monday night and like listening to Chris Forrester talk there um, past during the week and he's even saying you know people are getting in touch with him wanting tickets for games that they never would have, would have had any interest in But you presumably know? David from that the crowds are coming for Pats from beyond Inchicore and for Bohemians that are coming from beyond Fibsborough Oh yeah, well of course. Like if you go, if you look at the areas where these clubs would be from, obviously, even you've got the added element of it as well. You've got Bowes, Northside, Pats, Southside of the city. The areas where Pats would would have fans from, obviously, you now Ballyferma, Clondalkin, Parmistown, Lucan, Trimley. You've got all these areas. Intercore as well, of course. Like that is the that is the core. And then obviously you've got like Bohemians as well with with, with Cabaret Finglas where I am out in, out in Blanchardstown, I was actually literally just driving up and you, you kind of see, you're seeing Bunton knocking on up around now in, in areas in the week of a cup final that maybe before it was when it was maybe Ireland playing in a World Cup or when it was a big Dublin GEA match and you're seeing it now a lot more all over and it just, again as I said, it, it, they're two of the clubs that have been kind of I think at the forefront of what's been happening in terms of attendance since COVID, essentially, but it hasn't tapered off. You know, that was that was one of the fears and one of the things I, I was thinking, well, you know, that initial burst of excitement where people are kind of let back into games after COVID. But the work that had been done even before that for clubs has been sustained through that and it's it's been continuing. And this year, like if you look at it as well, like obviously Pats are in the cup final with, with, against Bowles. Like they've done tremendously well in the, in the league. They were never quite going to win they were never quite good enough to obviously catch Shamrock Rovers to actually win the league but considering they changed manager during the season like it hasn't all been plain sailing but it's they've been they've been able to maintain that support and the reason being is why going back to it, it's it's this kind of change in culture now a little bit where clubs are realising that it's not going to be success continued success that's going to drive these kind of 
um, consistent attendances, it's going to be that that feeling of belonging to belonging to something where it's part of it's part of your week. Where no matter what, you realise well actually almost as if sometimes like like all football fans, like grudgingly sometimes you go to a match because you know it's just part of who you are. And I think that's now where where clubs are getting to the, the heart of it within their communities. You know. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the teams for the game. Given that Pats were the closest to Shamrock Rovers in the league and that Bohemians finished in sixth place, yeah. are, are Pats the favourites to win this game? They would be. They would be. Purely off, even more so, not just because Bowles finished sixth and, and Pats obviously finished higher, but also just because the way Bowles tapered off in the league. Like Bowles, up until a couple of weeks ago, that European spot was in their own hands. They had a couple of bad results. They lost away, lost away in Dundalk. That was a, a really kind of a sickening result for them. And obviously Shelbourne kind of caught up with them and, and overtook them. So that's been, that's partly the reason for the Pats. As, as I kind of said earlier, they were kind of in the mix of a, of a bit of a tight race. No one really had that faith in them, let's be honest. And they were, once they once they got past Cork City and had the cup final booked, that's where their full focus was. Like you go back to a couple of weeks ago when Shamrock Rovers won the league at, at, at Richmond Park against against St. Pat's. Like Pat's, like John Daly, the, the past manager, he rested a lot of his, his key players. You know, he started Mason Mealy, the teenager over front, was only 16 just signed a long term a long term contract, but if you go through where the form of, of where these where these teams are at, particularly maybe the manner of how of how balls finished, I would I just can't obviously I never say you can't look beyond someone in a cup final, but if it's going off form like you, the likes of Keane Levy who's coming to the Pats team and has just brought a freshness and just a real spark into that midfield with an ability to kind of just go past players in the middle of the pitch. And then conversely, James Clark of Bowes, very, very similar in terms of in the middle of the pitch, which is quite rare, has that ability to just carry the ball past players and just have that little bit of flash of excitement. So it's uh, it's going to be near because you go back, even though there's been a huge kind of change in, in both squads over the last couple of years, you go back to the last final between these in 2021 where it went to extra time and penalties. It, that was a nervy occasion and you add in the crowd and you add in what's at stake. Balls have to win to get Europe. It's a big thing for them. It's, it's going to be a tense one, you know. And will 16-year-old Mason Melia be likely to start for Pats? No, I don't think so. It would be, it would be it would be a big surprise if 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 he was. I think it's going to be Conor Carty more than likely lead, lead the line or under twenty one international. Or then obviously you've got as well probably in the pecking order below him there would be Tommy Lonergan. But again, Mason Mealy, as I mentioned, he just signed that new contract. He you never know in cup finals as well. Like John Daly speaking to him and even speaking to the past players this week, they're kind of talking. You know, it's it's a very kind of level headed. It's very kind of just business as usual. That kind of makes me think that he's not going to do something a bit mad. You know, with selection, it's not something that has kind of been too, I don't know, it's not really been something that has been part of his reign since he's, since he's come in and, and replaced Tim Clancy, where he's kind of made huge surprises with, with random selections. It's, it's been very focused. So I would, I would hang me hat on Connor Carty starting for, um, for Pats. And for the Fairweather fans, who in the Bohemians team should they be most looking out for? Well, I mentioned James Clark. I mentioned James Clark just purely because from a midfield perspective, just how exciting he is when he gets the ball and just has that no-fear attitude. He just has an ability to, as I was saying earlier, just to, to create something out of nothing. But the main one, the main threat is Jonathan Afalabi up front. You know, he's their top scorer. Afalabi, he went to Celtic for a while. It didn't work out for him though, did it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So he went to, well, he obviously... Like it's this is, this is one of the beauties of this of the cup final in Irish football and and stuff. There's always these little subplots. So with, with Afalabi, 
Like he's coming up against Joe Redmond, the St. Pat's centre back, and they would have been grown up together as St. Joseph's boys in the DDSL, won a lot of trophies together coming up through the ranks really, really close. And they went their separate ways. Joe Redmond signed for Birmingham, became a teammate of Duke Bellingham. Um, Afalabi went and signed for Southampton and their academy is, is like renowned. And then on the back of what he was doing for Southampton, got a really good move to Celtic. And just as is the way, you know, sometimes it just doesn't click and maybe takes you a bit longer to possibly mature and just get that sense of where you're at. And the rhythm that he's found himself in this season, he's just been exceptional. Like the, the power he has, the strength he has, he's going to be absolutely vital for, for balls. And he's liable to score a two-yard tap-in or he's liable to just show his strength and his pace and his ability to, to last one year from 20 yards, you know? What were you predicting this to work out? Because I think a lot of people would say almost the sort of the smart aleck response is extra time <laughs> and then penalties. There's been a lot of that in FA Cup, FAI Cup finals in recent years, hasn't there? I know. Well, you've given, you've given me an out there by saying the smart aleck <laughs> response because that's the one I will default to. But no, you know what? I'll, I'll be brave on it. I think Pats will win. I think they're going to have, I think they'll have a bit more, too much confidence on them. Even though you always hear that phrase, you know, the team who maybe has more riding on it, but in a cup final, I just almost feel, feel as if there could be a bit more freedom about Pats. It sounds bizarre to say it because they're going to have the same bit of tension in terms of wanting to get their hand on the trophy. But because of what else is on, on the line for Bowes and just the nature of how the season has kind of petered out for them a little bit and the results they've had even throughout the back end of the season. I just think even Pats, some of the experience like Chris Forrester, we're talking about a flair player who can go on and become make history with Pats by winning the FA Cup for the third time, be a record for for a Pats player to win it that many times. He's so much experience, has so much ability, and could actually just he could be the the match winner as well. And that again, that's another element to this. There is there's little match winners dotted around the pitch, you know. One last thing, David. There's going to be a lot of what we described earlier, so the occasional supporters or fair weather fans. How much concern might there be that there might be a repeat of some of the incidents that we've had in previous years, particularly before the game in the Rings End area, where yeah. people who are not necessarily committed football fans who go along for the day are drunk, whatever, could cause a bit of trouble? Yeah, and, and no, it's an interesting one because I remember that obviously a couple of years ago when that when that happened and it was quite striking in the, in the sense that because anybody who's been to the League of Ireland games again over the last over the last number of years like you see the atmosphere obviously there's always that the stewards that are there there's the police presence that are there there's no shying away from it these games there can be an edge in 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 the ground and it's like obviously the last thing anybody wants is to be is to be seeing what happened in Irish town and the repeat of it and I think that's an area that you would think that the authorities would kind of learn from as well in the sense of making sure particular groups of fans in terms of congregating and the intelligence that will be around there dealing with the FAI but with this fixture and with these two, with these teams and what's going on over the last couple of years, even in the league, as I was saying, match match wise in terms of every season, like obviously there'll be that police presence, there'll be that security presence as usual. But like I know I'll be going along. I've got family who are going along. I've got a, a, an eight year old nephew going along, and there'll be no issues there, or no fear from a point of view of, of bringing a, a family to a match. Absolutely not. Excellent, David Snade from the Forty Two Thank you very much for being with us. The last word with Matt Cooper weekdays from four thirty. Today FM.